Check one, check two. I'm the Inca slash rapper that you never thought would happen. Coming to every gated cracking like pads when they start whacking. Applaud like studio audience audio. It's the Rob You Sports Stu Show. Is that so? Rob You Sports Season 5. Season live kickoff. Press play then rewind. Film session commentary. Game picks to spook the scary like scoop and score and vary. Known for splash plays. Picnic like pick six, pick four. A quick pick. I hit like quick kick. Chopstick a chapstick. I rap this to rep it. A gift you unwrapped it like new Easter baskets when kids get ecstatic. Rob You Sports 2022. Are you ready for some Rob You? And welcome back to the Rob U Sports Stew Show, NFL 2022, going into week nine. And as we look at week nine, there was a Thursday night matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Houston Texans. And Jalen Hurts and the Eagles did get this victory in his return to his hometown of Houston. Philly 29 over the Texans 17. And there also was other news coming out of Houston this week. And there was a, a recent death of a young a young music celebrity star. And we just really want to see a change in the story and in the, the viewpoint and the narrative and the association and the stereotype of these young black artists and these young black rappers falling victim to gun violence or being killed or being harmed or shot at or shot based off of jealousy or envy or lack of conflict resolution or people trying to rob or extort you or people just trying to bring you physical harm over a beef or a situation. But we want to say, we always want to say we need more unity in black community. We need less violence against ourselves. We need more coming together, trying to reach a common ground and trying to move forward as a people. And there's the things that it just seems to be lacking in the black community. And I'm not sure of all the details of this latest incident where the young Migos star was killed. But it's just as an artist, as a fellow artist, and as somebody in hip hop who does it and lives it, it's just painful to see so many young black artists with so much talent and potential and reach those levels of success and notoriety only to soon have their lives lost over things that could have been avoided and their lives could have been spared and they could have still been here with their loved ones and continue to bless and nurture and take care of their families and children and be those providers through their art and their craft of the music and it's just a big loss and it's been so many is there's a list you could just think about in your head of young artists that we've heard the same similar situation and when I was younger, it was more of something that was a rarity. But in those days, it was more like the Tupac and Biggie thing. And also, um, you know, artists in that, around that era and that time. It, it wasn't something that was 
almost monthly or a few instances a year as it has become now so definitely for the black community for the whole united states with the whole gun violence and different laws and different people who have different extremes and viewpoints of guns and you know we see these different mass shootings and then you know it goes on in the hood with different gangs or different shootouts and things of that nature but you just hate to see these young artists and these young black men and women killed the hands of gunfire and you know definitely need to increase unity togetherness peacefulness positivity and moving forward as a people in the black community and in the hip-hop culture as a as a whole i know that a lot of artists may not even know the real influence or the real power they may have in their music and the way it can change people's mentalities and moods and mindsets and energy and things of that nature but some people do and they want to use the black artists and the young black artists to try to steer the youth the young black youth and even the older uh, older culture who are listening to the same music all day on these different radio stations they want to use that music to control you right here in between the ears and that's why these artists need to know that the music has so much depth and art can't imitate life and life can't imitate art and a lot of the frequencies and messages and words that you're using in your music it, it could come back to you in different forms and different energy and different ways so as an artist it's important to know take heed and know that your music is powerful and the music that you manifest and the things that you put out there can come back to you and as a people we need to we need to know that it's time to try to put a lot of this killing each other jealousy back 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 bagging robbing shooting killing stealing we need to try to put this behind us as a people and we can move forward and make progress through the next century and beyond so rest in peace to all those young black men and women hip-hop artists regular everyday people who was killed with gun violence the hands of the police and the hands of each other and as a as a culture and as black americans african americans american africans we need to do better as a people to move forward with without more of this kind of gun violence and shooting and killing towards each other as well as artists and that's just a microcosm of life because that happens in the every day in America but just by being who he was and his stature in the music industry it's magnified that much more so let's do better people and let's try to move forward as a people and getting back to the NFL in week eight my week eight recap was in week eight I was eight and six and in week eight I did have some bad picks I will be the first to admit one of those bad picks was Chicago over Dallas which Chicago has recently been shipping away a lot of key defensive players and Dallas has been firing on all cylinders 
defensively with so many star playmakers and offensively without Ezekiel, they still were able to get it done with Pollard in that offense. So that was just a bad pick. And uh, Las Vegas, New Orleans, Las Vegas just came out and laid an egg. So they're already beginning to question the Josh Daniels experiment in Vegas. And was he just another Belichick off the tree, but he couldn't do it as his own head coach with his own franchise and team? And what's going on with him and Derek Carr and the chemistry of the offense? And New Orleans just completely embarrassed them. And Kamara went off for three touchdowns. And then I also chose the Rams to defeat the 49ers. And the 49ers actually came out. They really featured Christian McCaffrey in a lot of different ways. Receiving, throwing, and catching the touchdown. So 49ers still look tough against the Rams. And the Rams could actually just be on a down a downslide or a downturn. After coming off that Super Bowl success, maybe the team isn't that hungry and focused. And maybe they need to do, do, do something to improve their passing game outside of Cooper Cup or their run game. Especially when they're beefing with their running back Akers, who they would not trade trade their line. But my best pick was probably going to be that uh, Green Bay Buffalo pick. Well, I picked Buffalo 33, Green Bay 16, and that was similar to the final score. Also, that Washington-Indianapolis Coast game where I picked Indy around 16 points. And also, the New York Giants falling to the Seattle Seahawks where I did pick that game correctly, which that was one of the big games going into that week in the week eight. So, yeah, it was an eight and six. It wasn't what I would hope for, but, you know, it was it was okay. It was all right. It was all right. So, other NFL news. We had the trade deadline come and go and there was some big names being moved around, but one thing about the Bears is they got rid of two of their top defenders with Roquan Smith being traded to the Ravens and also Robert Quinn earlier being traded to the Eagles. And it made the defensive back Eddie Jackson ask, want to ask, what are we playing for when he's on the defense with these star veteran players and all of a sudden they get shipped away and he knows these guys are helping them get some wins. But also, the Bears did acquire receiver Chase Claypool, so maybe it's some a little bit of addition by subtraction. But those are some big pieces you lose, and I guess they knew they weren't going to resign Roquan Smith for what he wanted as an extension or future money. And maybe with Robert Quinn, they just felt like he was taking up too much of the salary cap and wasn't producing like he was before, or they were ready to move on from him. But those were the players who was helping keep the team in games as Fields was beginning to mature into a quarterback and begun to show some confidence and get some wins. But see, now with them losing these defenders, they think they will put more pressure on Fields to make something happen on his own as they wait for these draft picks to materialize from these trades. So that's not going to be till next year or the year after that. So I don't know. The Bears were never really known for an offensive team. They usually had a running game and a strong defense. So maybe they're going to try to do something different with these Bears. But we'll see how Claypool and uh, Justin Fields can play together. And they also recently got back in the kill Harry at receiver as well. So he'll have some weapons. But defense was a strong point. Now defense is not what it was. So what would the Bears defense be like? Also, the Vikings acquired... Huge tight end, Hawkerson, the 
cornerback William Jackson was traded to Pittsburgh from Washington. The Buffalo Bills added receiver running back Naheem Hines, who will definitely add some add some juice to the already nice passing game. And uh, the players are already raving about his speed at the practice where Josh Allen said, whoa, this guy is fast. And also Calvin Ridley, the suspended Falcons receiver from gambling, is traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who won't have him, I guess, until next season. But also the Miami Dolphins made a trade for Bradley Chubb and Chase also uh, Chase Ed, Chase Edmonds adding to the Miami Dolphins. So there've been some trades going on, and these teams are trying to get in better position. I definitely like that trade that the um, that the Bills made to get Naheem Hines. So. He'll give them something in the run game and in the passing game, definitely. And with that kind of speed, it's going to be nice to have a change up at at the running back position to where he can be a home run hitter. They don't have to always rely on digs or the other receivers. So they made some good moves. And other news, picking the moves. The Washington Commanders have finally began to make some moves with the movement of the ownership of the team. And this comes after some NFL owners have begun to speak out against Daniel Snyder and let it be known they don't approve of everything he's been doing and his handling of the team. And they feel like maybe it is time for change in D.C. And he needs to get out of here. So we heard some things about Jim Ursay speaking out about him. And then once again, they're under investigation now. And this time... They're going to be under investigation by the Virginia Attorney General, as well as the feds, as well as the NFL. And it's going to be about fraudulent ticket sales from revenue and what they lying about what they were making, maybe so they can fudge the taxes a little bit. And with the latest investigations as well as pressure from other NFL owners. We now see a Bank of America initiative for potential transactions. So they will team up with Bank of America Securities to arrange the transfer, a.k.a. sell, (laughs) of the Washington Commanders slash former Washington Redskins. Now this team was bought for $800 million in 1999. And since that time, they've only had five winning seasons in 24 years and 14 losing seasons. Two playoff victories in a long, long, long time. So you may understand why some of these Redskins fans haven't always had the best mood. (laughs) You may understand why some of these Redskins fans have been saying for years they want to get rid of Daniel Snyder, especially when they had so many talented and gifted players in their organization but the organization was just ran poorly and it just can began to come out more and more over the recent years so the organization has a 5.6 billion valuation and this will put that sell above the sell of the denver broncos which was recently sold for i believe four million a few months ago so 
some of the contenders coming out for the ownership right now are looking like a group led by Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z. And we've heard these names in the past related to NFL ownership. And also a group led by billionaire mogul Byron Allen. So we'll see how things progress on the Bank of America Washington Commanders yard sale. <laughs> no. Valuation for Bank of America Securities to transfer ownership of the Washington Commanders to a future owner. And Snyder will be getting the bulk of that sale money after buying out his former partners. And he also owns the land the stadium is on and the land of the front office buildings and everything else. So he's definitely going to come off like a fat rat with this. But they knew it was time for a change. It just was nothing being done positively to make progress in that organization. And I'm sure a lot of those other franchise owners in that division, they liked that because they knew that team was always going to be a mess. So I'm always going to get wins against them. And as the owner of the, of the franchise, they probably, Snyder probably didn't even care if the team won or not because he was just making so much off the team, it was irrelevant. Then he got to run it his own way, put his own boys in there, and then we seen what we'll pursue after that, you know? So it just is what it is. But the, the team will be having a new owner coming soon, unless he changes his mind <laughs> and begs the other NFL owners for forgiveness. And speaking of change their mind, ex and former ex Packer, former Pro Bowl cornerback Shields recently spoke out about his concussions. And he went on to say that the, his mind is mushed up from all the concussions. Now, Shields is a former Green Bay Packer cornerback. And he was known or said to have at least five reported concussions. But out of that five, who's to say how many more there actually were that just were not counted as a concussion or thought to be that severe? Now, also, he has said that for many years, he, he stays secluded in his home. He keeps the lights dark because the sunlight or any bright light it uh, upsets his head. He's having throbbing headaches. He said it feels like his brain is trying to come out of his skull. He also said he hates loud noise or he's like very quiet. And he said if he could go back and change it, he said he would not play professional football. He said he would have got into something like home, home and house design and house building. So this is just another former NFL veteran coming out to speak up about some of the things that may be the flip side of the glamour, the glitz, the money, the draft status, the personas, the fanfare, the the prestige, the adulation, you know, the the, the whole makings of being an NFL star, the pageantry, the draft day. You know, because in this, Shields is just letting players know that this can happen to you and this is what happened to me based off of the injuries I sustained in this game. So I think it's important moving forward for the league that these NFL players begin to really use their leverage and go for more things like lifetime 
health insurance or guaranteed contracts because these guys really are putting their lives on the line, their brain on the line, and who knows what mental deterioration and mental state they will be in when they reach their 30s, when they reach their 40s, 50s, 60s, moving on because these concussions can't have lingering effects as we see. And looking at my game of the week, this week there will be a Tennessee at Kansas City matchup. And I like this matchup because this takes back, this this rivalry goes back in the AFC to a few years ago when we saw Tennessee on the rise and we thought Tennessee may be able to be one of those top AFC contenders. And they went, they went pretty good in the playoffs, but when they reached that game against the Kansas City Chiefs, I think Kansas City just showed that they 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 were they were a more highly potent team despite Tennessee's tough defense and also uh grinded out running game with Derrick Henry. But things are a little different in this game as far as we don't know if uh Tannehill will get the nod or not. If Tannehill does not get the nod, it will be Malik Willis and they may not air it out too much with him, but they may not have to with the way Derrick Henry is running and staying downfield, getting good good yards. And how would that Kansas City defense slow down, Henry, when Kansas City has one of the top-ranked rush defenses in the league right now? And, I mean, we know that Vrabel is going to have a nice defensive game plan in mind. The team is Tennessee. They're more of a strong run game, strong defense type of team. They will air it out here and there. But right now, I don't really think they're really known for their passing game or have have may have that many uh, 100-yard game receivers like that. So when we look at the tail of the tape, head coach-wise, I would give the edge to Andy Reid. But Vrabel is a good head, co- head coach, more defensive-oriented. Offensive coordinator, I would go with the enemy. But the Tennessee, Texans, Tennessee Titans do have a nice, solid run game, so they have some nice run plays in there. Playbook-wise, I would go with the Chiefs. And quarterback-wise, I would go with Mahomes. Running back-wise, I would go with Derrick Henry and the Titans. But the ten, but the Kansas City Chiefs do have nice depth at running back with Edward Hilaire and also Pacheco. And these guys come in and they they can line up in the backfield and do sprint out, uh, sprint out routes. Sometimes they get the handoff. Sometimes they run pop you know pop surprise runs and draws and things of that nature so they're kind of like they're kind of like two two different scat backs i think pacheco might have more straight line speed edwards hill might be more shiftier but the chiefs do have a nice running back duo but with tennessee you just know you're going to get a big dose of derrick henry he's a big huge man he's strong he's fast and he's going to make the defense proved they want to play football and they want to tackle that day so then when it comes to the receivers i definitely would go with the chiefs and now even adding more depth with um receiver tony and tight end wise kelsey o-line wise i think they're about even where tennessee may be more run blocking kansas city is more pass blocking d-line i would go with the tennessee titans linebacker wise i would go with the Tennessee Titans, but the Kansas City Chiefs do have some nice pieces on their defensive line as well. So, when it comes to DBs, I would also go with the Chiefs. And the 
X factors for these games will be Derrick Henry for the Titans and how will he be able to run and control the clock with that running game and Mahomes and everything he's going to do with the Chiefs. So stay tuned for my week nine picks coming up after this block two Pharaoh next picks. Keep it locked. Welcome back to the Rob U Sports Stu Show NFL 2022 Week 9. Let's take a look at the games. Buffalo at New York Jets. So Buffalo has one of the most explosive offenses in the league, and New York Jets have shown a strong defense, but they are missing some pieces at running back. And now, how will their quarterback do against this game? I got Buffalo 30 over the Jets 19, but this should be a competitive game. Carolina at Cincinnati. Carolina has shown a strong defense and have been rallying around backup quarterback P.J. Walker. Cincinnati is without star receiver Chase, and I think that will cause Burrow and the Bengals to fall to the Carolina Panthers with a final score of Carolina 23, Cincinnati 16. Green Bay at Detroit. Detroit had a strong opening to the season and has shown some offense and some defense, but they have had a losing record. Whereas Green Bay just hasn't really been able to get it together on the offensive side of the ball. Well, they have shown a nice strong running game with Adams and Dillon, but they don't seem like they really want to run the ball. They'd rather try to pass, but there's been beef with Aaron Rodgers and his receivers, and maybe their receivers don't really have that connection with him that a receiver and a QB might need. So I go Detroit 27 over the pack of 17. And then we have Indianapolis Colts at New England Patriots. I'll say New England 26 over the Colts 16. Los Angeles Chargers at Atlanta Falcons. Chargers do have some nice offensive pieces with quarterback Herbert and also receiver Allen. Defense may not have been what they thought it would be coming into the season with so many star-studded players, but still have to play the game and sometimes injuries get in the way. Sometimes the team needs time to mesh and gel. Jacksonville has shown a nice bounce back to last season and shown some offense as well. I got Jacksonville 27. I'm sorry. I got Atlanta 28 over the Chargers 31. Then we have Las Vegas Raiders at Jacksonville Jaguars. I got Vegas 19 over the Jags 27. Miami at Chicago. This also could have been one of the games of the week. Miami with that explosive receiving tandem. Also, Tua doing his thing. And Chicago feels coming into his own, but now they're losing some very key, important pieces on defense. So I'll say Miami 31 over the best 20. Also, we'll get to see a first look at how Clay Chasepool, Chase Claypool will be used in the Chicago Bears offense. Then we have the Minnesota Vikings at the Washington Commanders. Say Minnesota 33 over the Commanders 17. Then we have Seattle taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Seattle has been looking strong this year. Geno Smith having one of his best seasons of his career. Also, Arizona has been looking like a hit or miss type of team. They need to show more consistency. But Seattle does have a nice, fine, and talented running back, Kenneth Walker. And usually Pete Carroll does keep and a nice stable of good running backs and walkers coming into his own as one of the best rushers in the league this season with statistics to match it and back it up. 
Whereas the Arizona Cardinals seem like their offense is a little one-dimensional and relying on on Kyler Murray. So I say Seattle 34 over Cardinals 24. Then Los Angeles Rams and Tampa Bay Bucks, two of the previous strongest defensive and best teams in the NFC. Now this year, it seems like they may have taken a few steps back or... Maybe it's a little bit of age, maybe it's a little bit of rust, maybe it's not the same hunger and desire. Maybe other things are going on that are affecting the players. But the Bucks and the Rams just have not been as they not they've not been as good as a lot of people probably thought they would have been this year. They think they've been a little bit of letdowns or disappointment teams because with the Rams coming off a of Super Bowl, a lot of people may have thought they may have another chance to make another run at it, go back to back. But with the way they've been playing, that doesn't look like it's going to be an option this year. And with the Buccaneers, you get Brady back, but you also missing Gronk, you're missing Sue, and it's just not the same. You're missing Antonio Brown, and it's not the same. And Brady has things going on off the field. Brady's also getting older. He's getting a little less patient with certain skill groups or positions that feel like maybe you didn't even do a better job of protecting him. I don't want to get hit in my 40s. And it's going to be a close game, but I think with this matchup, I will go with the Buccaneers with their lack, with, with their depth at receiver. And we'll see what I say, Tampa Bay 23 over the Rams 19. And then we have the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Tennessee Titans. And this is going to be I believe it's like a heavyweight matchup, two nice teams coming together. It's going to be a strong Titan defense versus a potent Chiefs offense. And how will the Titans use Derrick Henry against that Kansas City defense? Will he be the majority of the offense? Will they have Ryan, who could be a game-time decision, or will they go with Malik Willis? Well, in this game, I think, Regardless of who the quarterback is, you never want to get behind too early on the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to definitely try to turn the game into a shootout, or they're going to make you have to keep up with their pace or their score if you want to try to win the game. So in this game, where I do think the Titans will be able to establish the run, I go Kansas City 35 over the Titans 24. And in the Week 9 finale, Baltimore at New Orleans, and this also could have been one of the games of the week because the tail of the tape is a very nice matchup. Both of these offenses have nice pieces. Maybe the Saints want to see more done from the quarterback position, but you never know. Maybe Dalton's had one of those games. He can he can be a solid quarterback when he is not throwing interceptions. So then you have Lamar Jackson. He's going to electrify you with his legs. He's going to make the first downs. He's going to be part of the running game. They're going to also probably take a few deep shots will Deshaun Jackson recently activated be able to make any plays uh make any splash plays go for the long bomb or something and how would that Saint defense try to slow down that Baltimore rushing attack one of the best in the league with the running back and the quarterback the misdirection the design runs and the dump offs to the tight end and now Lamar Jackson is starting to find some Weapons down the field, though he has lost a receiver, Bateman. So in this game, I will say Baltimore 31 over the New Orleans Saints 20. But this will be a good one. And I want to thank you for checking me out. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, ring the notification bell. Be safe, be blessed. I'll see you on the next one.